Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to another episode of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. A little bit of stuff to get to before we get to the uh, OTC Player of the Week. First thing, college softball is back, baby. Some awesome games this past weekend with upsets, near upsets, and some definite newsworthy notes. Uh, Big congrats to UCLA freshman Taylor Tinsley, who in her first career start tossed a no-hitter in an 8-0 win over CSU Bakersfield. Uh, She joined Amanda Freed as the only Bruin to ever do so. Also need to give a shout-out to Georgia Bulldog outfielder Jada Kearney, who got off to a torrid start to the season, uh, launched four home runs in the Bulldogs' five wins this weekend. One of those games saw Jada hit three in one game against Ohio State on Friday. Uh, I'm beginning to wonder if this week's guest may be rubbing some of that home run magic off on Jada. (laughs) Anyways, if this opening weekend is any indication of how the season's going to be, then I'm all for it, because it was awesome. Also need to let our listeners know that the uh, annual Canada Cup International Softball Tournament in Surrey, BC is looking for more youth gold teams in the U19 and U17 categories. The tournament runs from July 10th to the 16th at the World Class Facility Softball City. Uh, currently, there are over 90 teams competing between five divisions. There will be over 10 international teams competing in the women's division, as well as a few junior national teams in the U19 division. This tournament offers great exposure to athletes, to college coaches, and to national team coaching staff. This is a tournament you won't want to miss. Visit CanadaCup.com to learn more and submit your application today. Or reach out via Instagram, where their handle is at CanadaCupSopball, if you have any questions. No doubt it will be a fantastic tournament out there on the West Coast. Maddie and the crew out there are always top-notch. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from California as Stanford University commit Ava Gal takes home the weekly honors. Ava hit 667 with a double, two home runs, seven RBIs, and three runs scored while playing the PCFL Fountain Valley qualifiers in Fountain Valley, California last weekend. Awesome job, Ava. Best of luck the rest of the season and all the best at Stanford. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with University of Arkansas alum, current volunteer coach with the Georgia Bulldogs, and Athletes Unlimited star, Danielle Gibson. Gibby has had a fantastic career to date, and she's still going strong. She is a two-time NFC All-American, 2018 NFCA Freshman of the Year finalist, two-time All-SEC Defensive Team selection, and 2022 USA Softball Collegiate Player of the Year finalist. She also holds the distinction of hitting for the home run cycle back in 2019. Not only that, she did it in four innings. That's just insane. Of course, we're going to get into detail on that, and hence why I said maybe she's rubbing some of that magic off on Jada. Uh, 
We're also going to chat about how she got her start in the game, uh, her time at Arizona State, the transfer to Arkansas and her time there, as well as her journey into pro with Athletes Unlimited and much, much more. Gibby was an absolute pleasure to chat with, and I'm so excited to see what the future holds for her on and off the diamond down the road. So with that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling, ain't never felt this freedom. I got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. happy to have on with us today two-time nfca all-american university of arkansas alum and current pro with athletes unlimited the one and only danielle gibson gibby thanks so much for coming on the podcast thanks for having me i'm excited to be on and share a couple words how's things going down in georgia they're great i i love everything about the university of georgia i i think it's very similar to how the university of arkansas operates so that warms my heart but I just, I love coaching with the staff. Right on, right on. So, yeah, big, big kickoff the season here in, in three days. Today's Monday as we record this. Uh, imagine the team's getting excited to get going. Yeah, we are itching to play somebody else to stop competing against each other, <laughs> uh, to say the least. Yeah. So, I mean, for you, a little, little different perspective for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, we were just having this conversation with one of our girls just the other day. She was asking me about you know, the difference of, of gearing up as a coach versus gearing up as a player. Mm. And I have to say that the weight feels even longer on the coaching side. Oh yeah. Um, and, but I think it's just, you just never know how it's going to play out. You, you go back and forth. Are we ready? Mm. Um, there's still things that we need to do. We're so good, you know? And so you're battling this mindset of having to manage and operate, you know, 22 of them where as a player you're focused on you and and what you need to to get to get geared up so that's a little bit of of what's different but i either way it's it's still exciting to get going right on so how did this opportunity come about so um i knew that i wanted to go into coaching there was no doubt about that i wanted to be a coach and to help a program Mm. And to go right into the volunteer spot versus going into a graduate assistant spot. And so uh, it's funny. Tony tells the story to some of our recruits whenever they come out is Tony was his first year, his first year with a recruit. So outside of the volunteer spot in 2014, I believe, Mm -hmm. when he was an assistant coach, I was his first recruit on campus. Oh, wow. Uh, And so there was just some history that goes back. And then uh, when I transferred out of Arizona State and into Arkansas, my my recruiting process was questioned up to be if whether I was going to go to the University of Georgia or go to the University of Arkansas. So there's some history. Uh, I love uh, I love Tony. He's he's a really good guy. And I wanted to be able to learn from him and learn in a different staff. And so I knew I wanted to get out of Arkansas. even though I love it so much. Mm. And then I wanted to come back with knowledge 
to give the state of Arkansas, not just what I've grown up with, but I wanted to branch out and, and kind of spread my wings for a little bit before I head back there, hopefully. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, we have a little thing that, uh, you know, I like to kick the podcast off with. Um, I call it quick pitches. I'm going to throw, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw some random questions to you. <laughs> okay. You, All hey, right. Hey, you just answer them as best you can. All right. All right. First one, if you had to live off one meal for a week, what is it? Mm, um, a hibachi dinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, what is that? <laughs> like, um, Japanese food. I'm actually oh, okay. dinner tonight. Oh, nice. Yes, Japanese nice. food. All right. Yeah. Uh, biggest thing you miss at Arkansas? probably my friends Hmm. my friends and the coaching staff just being around them every day okay how fun is wakeboarding oh it's it's the best it is my you know i i i told this to one of our coaches one time was uh, at arkansas i said you know if i was in a different life i would become a professional wake surfer like there's no doubt about it i love it so much i can tell you right now there's no way i'd be able to stand up on that thing and <laughs> like <laughs> it's a lot easier than you think it really is really mm-hmm. see i tried mm-hmm. i tried uh jet skiing you know the, like the one where you stand up and mm-hmm. do the, i couldn't do it like, yeah i don't know why it, it takes a little balance but i'm telling you it's there's a technique when you're when you're pulling and you're the driver that i feel like um, my dad has really well, so we've always mm-hmm. been able to get people up, but it's, it's so much fun. So how, how long did it take for you to learn it? Um, well, I was a little restricted because my dad wouldn't let me do it whole time, uh, while I was playing. And so I really started to surf in 2020 during COVID and okay. we we're just like, you know what, you never know what's going to happen. Let's just get you up. And so, um, I went off the back of the boat a couple of times instead of getting up in the water. Oh, okay. And it was easy. And so once once I was getting up from the water, I was, you know, carving up the wake and and, and I landed my first 360, which was really cool. Oh, nice. But, nice. But yeah, so it, it was. Um, so I've only been doing it since about 2020. OK, wow. Wow. That's impressive then, because I mean, I saw the videos on your Instagram account. And I was like, <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Nice. Nice. Uh, if you could go back and play one game over again, what one is it? This is a little controversial, but our last game against Texas, not for the outcomes only, but just to feel and to, and to embrace the, the feeling at Vogel Park. Okay. That was, that was your final game as a senior, correct? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. Right on. Uh, best part about playing at Athletes Unlimited? Meeting all my new friends. <laughs> I feel like I've gained so many great friends in this process and I've just feel lucky to be able to be their friends and to check up on them when they need me. Right on. We'll get into athletes and living a little bit more here in detail, but uh, I love it. Like, I mean, I rave about it all the time on here, so <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about it more. Um, special place. Yeah. On a scale of one to 10 with 10 being awesome. Rate your karaoke skills. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fake it. I no? can't fake this one. I, I, I really can't. Uh, if I gave myself anything above a zero, I'm sure I would get a text from my family <laughs> saying, you're such a liar. Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, three more here. Favorite uniform color combo with the Razorbacks? White are all white jerseys. Even though I loved our red ones because they had our names on them, but our all white jerseys were 
were my favorite with the red stirrups. Okay. I like the dark ones. Yeah. They're, they're it was sharp. good, but, but the white ones just felt nice. Okay. Yeah. You can't go wrong with an all white though. I mean, it, you just feel right. like, you know, you're ready to go once you put that, put the all whites on for sure. Right. Right. Uh, who's the bigger handful, Obi or Lola? Oh, um, <laughs> they're both in their own unique way, but definitely Obi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I, definitely our little Corgi. <laughs> uh, he, oh, Obi's a boy, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So cute. Oh my God. Yes. He, he is. He's the sweetest. Yeah. So how old's Obi? Obi is three and Lola is seven. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, last one. How cool is that engagement video? <laughs> pretty, um, pretty cool for sure. That's um, awesome. It is. It, it was so unexpected and definitely a video that I, I watch frequently just because it brings so much happiness. So yeah, props to Mally. Cause that was awesome. <laughs> like fantastic. Definitely props yeah. to him for yeah. sure. Um, so like, so you had no idea about it? None. I, wow. I, didn't, I didn't know. And I mean, it was 2020. So my traveling was a little bit not normal. Like, you know, you, you kept your distance and you stayed home. And mm -hmm. so I wasn't sure how we were going to get in, like if we were going to get engaged that year, like how we would have our families, our families together. Right. But we made it work and, and, and he, he, it was the ultimate surprise because it was on my birthday. And so I had no idea. My oh. mom was in town, but my dad and my sisters flew in. So, which was pretty cool. That's amazing. Oh, Mally, you're awesome. <laughs> he, he is awesome for sure. <laughs> All right. Let's get to your career now. Um, tell us how little young Gibby got her start in the game. Oh boy. Um, actually it was nothing, nothing else, but a rec league, one of my best friends in kindergarten had an opening on her team and they were looking for a player. And so her dad reached out to my dad and said, you know, we, we need an extra player. Um, would Danielle be interested? And my dad said, sure. And so played T-ball and, and got through it and then just making playing eight, you made the all-star team and was like, Hey, I, I think that we have a pretty good shot here. And so I, officially got the nickname Gibby when I was in eight and under rec leagues in Whittier, okay. California. And there was another Danielle on the team. And my coach at the time was just like, just called me Gibby out of random. And I was like, I kind of like that. <laughs> and so, um, it was actually the same year that I had, I had worn 41 for the first time, okay. which is a family okay. number. And so, it's that I feel like that year was just like solidified my identity as Gibby. It solidified my identity as number 41 and um, definitely a uh, not a crucial year, but just a year mm. where I felt like I belonged in the sport. Right on. So now you said 41 is a family number. Who else? Uh, who so my it? dad wore it. My dad wore it all throughout high school uh, okay. playing basketball. Oh, nice. And then when I, when I was picking my number in 8U, my first year of 8U, I went over, I remember going over to him. He's holding my younger sister who my parents had just had at the time. So she was just a, a baby. And I said, dad, what number should I be? Um, and he goes, you should be number 41. And I just remember it so vividly. And they had 41. <laughs> and, and you got, you got to custom your jerseys. So oh, nice. Paid for it, but, okay. Um, 
but yeah, so I was number 41. And, and then after that, my, I found out that my dad wore it in basketball and playing with some, um, some all-stars that, that he could have gone and played college, but just with his career path in computers and where he was at in his life, I don't think that, um, it would have worked out, which, um, who would have, who would know where he was, where he would be today if, um, he went that route. So I'm, I'm glad that life has panned out great because he's my dad. And <laughs> yeah. Couldn't imagine it any different, but then after that, my, I have two younger sisters. And so my middle sister, she ended up wearing number 41. And then my youngest sister ended up wearing number 41 in sports. And, and so my dad has all three of our jerseys from when we were younger and mine from now when we were from college, but all of our jerseys with number 41 and Gibson above it framed because we've all been number 41, which is pretty cool. And it tears on my heart a little bit. That's amazing. It's pretty cool. That is amazing. I I love stories like that. (laughs) Yes. Yes, for sure. I'm a very sentimental person. And so 41 (laughs) is, is definitely has become my identity. So awesome. Awesome. So did you have a love for the game right away or was it something that grew over time? I think that I, I, and this is going to sound kind of bad, but I think I loved it because I was, I was good at it at the beginning because I was just a big kid. Mm. And so I kind of had a little nick for it at the beginning and then struggled and then realized that, oh man, this is something that you have to work for. <laughs> um, and so I just, I've always been determined and a strong willed person. And so I think that that had shown when I was younger and my parents seeing that I had a talent for it. But I think that my love for the game probably grew when I was really a freshman in high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I just played it when I was younger because I was not just good at it, but my parents knew that I had some talent and they saw it before I even felt it. And then my freshman year, I, I feel like that's when the whole recruiting process started and I had a little bit of confidence in me and started to understand where this could potentially go and mm-hmm. and who would have thought that I'd be sitting here today and with the experience and the success that I've had, knowing that, you know, I, I didn't love it at one point, but I loved it enough to keep going. And so I'm grateful that I had parents to see me and see the talent that I had and keep pressing forward and sometimes some dark <laughs> Some dark spots. Yeah, but. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people were happy you you kept <laughs> kept going with it for sure, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, were you into any other sports growing up? I loved volleyball. Okay. Um, I had an older cousin who was a volleyball player at University of Washington and a professional volleyball player, and so I really looked up to her. And everyone would always compare us, and so I always felt like I was following in her footsteps, but. I knew that softball deep down was my sport, even though I love volleyball so much, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just feel like that, that role model in, in her too, when I was younger, helped bring the best out of me and into finding what it would be like to be a collegiate athlete right and on. a professional one at some point. Nice. So what were your, um, your high school and travel ball days like? busy <laughs> extremely busy yeah. um, there was one point where i was playing travel travel volleyball um like club volleyball travel softball and you know school school sports all at once wow and, and i now i look back and i see just 
I'm like, oh my gosh, my parents were crazy for letting me do that. I, don't you find it funny though? Yeah. I, I think this, like looking back now that, you know, you're, I, I think about what my parents did for me playing sports too. And I look back and say, wow, they sacrificed a lot. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. 100%. And it wasn't like I was just local, like my travel ball, we're in Marietta, California and my travel ball for softball was in like Cerritos and deep in Orange County and in Los Angeles County. And, and that was an hour and a half, two hours at, at some, at some points. And then my club, my club volleyball was in San Bernardino and San Bernardino County, which is about 50, 50 minutes to an hour. And, you know, that's not even accounting for lessons and competition. And so I just think about like volleyball practice was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I had softball Tuesday, Thursdays and on the weekends. And, and so, you know, I'm so grateful for them, for the sacrifices they made, especially with my two younger sisters. Uh, and just, I mean, my, my youngest sister, I'm about seven and a half years older than her. And so there was a gap big enough so that they didn't have to worry about her playing sports at the time. But I mean, still lugging around a baby is to sports is not the easiest <laughs> thing. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Holy cow, man. Yes. Uh, that, that, that's one thing. I don't think parents get enough uh, recognition for what they do. They don't. No, for sure. They do not. Definitely not. So uh, let's talk about that recruiting process. What, uh, mm -hmm. what led to the decision to attend Arizona state. So I had some, I had some universities that I was looking at Georgia. I had gone to Alabama on a visit and, um, and I went to Ohio state for a visit, but nothing that was like super catching my eye. Mm -hmm. And so I went to, I, and I was lucky enough to be invited to attend some universities and to have some, some experience before I had gone to ASU to, to tour and to do all that. But it's funny. It's, uh, I had a, it was like not back to back weekends, but pretty close. I had gone to a camp in Oklahoma for a visit and a camp. That was kind of like how they did it back then was you went out for a camp and you did the, and you did the visit, you did the unofficial visit, you went to the football game and mm -hmm. all that. And so I'd gone to Oklahoma and did a horrible at the camp. Like oh, really? horrible. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, mom, I want to go home now. <laughs> like flattered that they had invited me and, and, and allowed me to stay on the visit and stuff, but just like absolutely embarrassed about how bad I did. Oh. Um, and then the following weekend I went to ASU for a camp and we started off strong. We started off with like, it was like a gameplay situation, like scrimmages in the, in the camp and I remember my first my first at bat I hit like a grand slam my second at bat I hit like a two run home run and so like things are going well and I was like man like I just feel like I feel comfortable here I feel at home here and I've got family in Arizona and so that really helped the decision but uh, I think I made the decision based on how I felt just competing in the stadium right. which you know I loved, I loved competing there my freshman year. It was, it was an experience that was like no other. I got to go to the world series and participate in that. And, and so, you know, I felt like it was where I needed to be at that time. And I'm glad that I made the decision. 
but the recruiting process for me was long and drawn out. And it was when early recruiting was a thing and hmm. verbal commitments were really, really, um, the only way to do it. And so I was, I peaked, I feel like I'm still peaking. I don't feel like I, I really like, I feel like some recruits at this, at, you know, for their freshman and sophomore year can peak in their strength and in their abilities. And I felt like I hadn't even came close to scratching the surface of what I could be. And Mm -hmm. I still don't feel like I've peaked in my abilities today, which is something that I'm really grateful for. But that's the, that's really how I feel like I was able to go to ASU was just being able to make my mark in that camp. Right. Right. Now, uh, of course you end up going there. What was the, uh, was there an adjustment period for you, you know, moving away from home for the first time? For sure. But I, I, I was about four and a half, five hours from home. And so my parents came out and saw me frequently. They never missed a game. They never missed a game in my career, but especially just being close on the, on the, on the West coast. But I think that the, I've always been, like I said earlier, like the driven and the, and the stubborn one and the wanted to take care of my stuff and was always good in school. And so that aspect of things wasn't really the same. I was already operating like I was in college. I think the only thing that was weird was not having to ask my mom or like <laughs> random things like to go places. And, and you know, I, I, I miss them. It wasn't a thing of, 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 you know, being scared of being on my own. Like I, I just miss being around them. Right. And, and that's really it. But I felt like I had already operated pretty like independent on my own, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Totally. For sure. Now, of course, you went on to have a fantastic freshman season. I mean, named to the Pac-12 all-freshman team and FCA freshman of the year finalist. Plus, you also made the, like you said earlier, the Women's College World Series. What was that experience like, you know, getting to go to OKC? Oh my gosh. One that I will always remember forever. And, and just knowing that I had watched so many girls be in my position and now I was able to be that, that, you know, person for younger girls at that point. And it's just something that I'm able to now take into my coaching career that, that the difference in feelings of postseason and then the difference of feelings of postseason in Oklahoma city. It's like no other. Mm. And so I, you know, it's exciting and it's fun. And, but at the end of the day, it's something that I've dreamt up my whole life and I'm able to, you know, check off the, the box of my bucket list. And so I'm grateful that, that, that university was able to help me get there. Yeah, for sure. Actually a little sidebar here when I was doing my research and all this, cause I mean, I grew, I, I tried to go through everything. And yeah, funny thing is that 2018 team that you had at ASU, you're like the, the fifth person on that team I've had on the podcast. I was going oh, through really? the roster. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I was like going through. Do, 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 do. I was like, ah. yeah. Anyway, that's a little sidebar. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so what led to the transfer to Arkansas? Just, I wanted something more than, than just wins and losses. I wanted, I wanted better relationships that I wanted a better environment to, to par- like participate in and it's no knock to, to what the coaching staff there was doing or anything. It was just something that I didn't feel like was a fit for me. And, mm-hmm. and 
my best friend at the time and still is Giselle Juarez. We were just like, you know, we just want something more than, than just the wins and losses and the trips to Oklahoma city. We want something that's sustainable and friendships and relationships to last, to last a lifetime. And I mean, I got exactly that at, at university of Arkansas. And I'm so grateful that I had the courage to take that step into that direction. Well, you definitely uh, took the right step for sure. I mean, I mean, was there a, was there that instant, this is where I need to be moment for you when you went to Arkansas and, and you know, visit the campus? 100%. Yeah. I, I had conversations with, others, with other schools and had opportunities to go on visits and, but I, I had gone to Arkansas first and, you know, I, after I met coach Seifel and, and coach O and, and the rest of the staff at that time, uh, it was just like, I mean, I was like, how can I not go here? Well, first of all, the facilities and the, and the athletic department is just outrageous, but this, the way that they make me feel like they're, I mean, at that time I, my flight was delayed and everything going into Arkansas and coach Seifel is sitting there waiting for me in the, in the baggage claim at like, 1.30 in the morning, willing to get me whatever I wanted and to do whatever I needed to be able to have what I need. But just seeing her and, and knowing that she was going to be there for me, it, I mean, it, that specific experience was exactly how I felt the entire time I was playing there, not just when it was on my visit. It was She was there for me no matter what time of the day and no matter what time of the season, she was she was going to be there for me. Oh, wow. That definitely goes a long way for sure. I mean, yeah. Being there at one thirty in the morning. Oh, <laughs> wow. That, yeah. That's great. Um, so do you remember that, uh, do you remember your first game with the Razorbacks? I do. It was not a, a good one to experience. Um, it was, we were playing Campbell and I, I, th I did well. I did well, um, offensively, but defensively, I don't think that we had the greatest game as a team. And so I just remember after like, like getting chewed on a little bit, but feeling, being like, Oh my gosh, what the heck happened? <laughs> <laughs> we came out for, I think we had a double header that day. We came out for game two and I think I had my first home run that game and, uh, as a Razorback. And so that was pretty cool. <sighs> But it's just, it's so funny because it was like, I hadn't seen her raise her voice or anything. And then at that time she raised her voice just a tad, just a tad, nothing like anything crazy, but. Yeah. Did, it was, now, it was it's funny. funny. It's funny. Do you, now, when you look back on it now, do you think that, you know, that was kind of a test to see, you know, how will Danielle take this? For sure. For, I, for, I don't even, I think outside of myself, I think that we were a young group in general. I'm sorry. She, she saw our potential. She knew what we were capable of and she just knew that we needed to give more than what we gave her. And so, mm. I mean, she's a phenomenal coach and I've learned so much from her. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, you were two for four in that game with a triple and two RBIs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I, <laughs> there, uh, we, we won the game, but yeah. that was seven, three, not a great day. Seven, three, yeah. one. If you're into online sports betting, well, we have the app for you. I'm telling you right now, I use it personally, and it's helped me cash out at the highest odds possible a few times now. You see, betting lines have different odds at each sportsbook. By using the BetStamp app, you can line shop across all sportsbooks to ensure you are finding the best value available for each wager. It's like using Trivago to find the best deals possible, essentially. I'm sure everyone has used Trivago at one point in their lives. Well, by using BetStamp, that's exactly what you're doing in the sports betting world by trying to find the best payback for your buck. 
I'm telling you right now, this app is awesome. Go download it today and use the referral code OTC. Well, what are you waiting for? Do it now. Again, that code is OTC. Um, yeah. Okay, now I know you remember this game, which was 15 days later. Um, I think I think you might have went four for four with four home runs. You know, I mean, I think I might have. <laughs> not, not just that. I mean, you do it in four innings, hitting a different one each time. Yeah. That is insane. Like, okay. Okay, from your perspective in the batter, was, did it look like a beach ball that day or? <laughs> no, it honestly did not. What? Um, the game before that, I had like two or three strikeouts and I was like, oh my gosh, what the <laughs> heck is going on? Um, but I just went into that game and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hit the ball hard. And that's mm-hmm. what I did and, and what I my approach was. And But I felt like that game was, a, whether the, the people think it's the universe or God or whatever, I, I believe yeah. that it's God. But him telling me that, you know, you're at the right place and it's the right time and this is what I'm I'm giving you to, to let you know that I, I see you and I hear you. And so I, that was a really comforting moment for me and knowing that I made the right choice. Cause I'm, I mean, I'm moving there blindly. I'm yeah. moving across the country and, and doing everything on my own out there now. And so that was a harder transition than, than the original going to college. But my mom was there to see that my, um, which was pretty cool. And, and yeah, so. Well, the crazy for me personally, because I'm a pitcher and for me personally, I'm like, why were they throwing to you in that fourth of bat? I want to know. But no, the even crazier thing about that, that is there was a runner on third when you get up there and there was a right. pass ball for them to score for you to hit the solo shot to get the home run cycle. That just is crazy to think about. Yeah, um, it was the stars aligned whenever she had, you know, you know, when you're up, when you're up by a lot on a team, you like, you don't steal and you don't, right. you know, go home. But at the point, I think we were, that was our 14th run or something. And my coach was like, just go, just the pass ball, just go. And I, she like gave me a, a point or something. I don't remember. And it was like, you know what? I'm going for this. I'm going to at least, I'm going to at least go for it. That's amazing. That's amazing. So my last one, I actually did go for the home run. Uh, But my other three just happened to be just coincidence. Yeah. (laughs) That is so crazy. I uh, like, of course I went back and watched all the highlights of it and I was like, just, you know, it's just one of those things that you rarely get, really rarely get to see. I mean, it has never been done at the major league baseball level. I mean, you're, yeah. you're the second one to do it in NCAA. The, the other one was, uh, oh, names escaping me now. Anyway, I should do my homework, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, uh, that's something you can, you know, hang your hat on for the rest of your life. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And I, it's so funny because I look back and I, and I see my swing and I see what I was able to do there. I'm like, gosh, I've, I've come such a long way. Mm. Oh, <laughs> that's what I see. That's what I see from the highlights. I'm like, yeah, it was cool. But I'm like, oh my gosh, I've came such a long way in, in my, my swing path and everything. It's just, yeah. it's so funny. And, and of course, <laughs> and, and I mean, by you doing that had to like add a comfort level for you being there, of course, like from then on, like forward, it had to have. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I think that that was able to, like I said earlier, settle my feelings of being able to know that I had been blessed with an opportunity to be able to 
really take advantage of and and just knowing that that was where I needed to be at that time. Mm-hmm. So let's jump ahead to the 2020 season. Cause I mean, there was a little thing called a pandemic that hit. Oh, um, for sure. <laughs> walk us through that roller coaster ride of the season. Cause I mean, where were you guys when you, when you got the word that the season was canceled? We were, we were at home. Fortunately, we, we were gearing up, I think to face Georgia that weekend. Okay. And I just remember we were also, it was about to be spring break. And so we were just kind of, you know, getting antsy to not be in class anymore. And was like, okay, well, you know, we've had, we've been traveling, doing some playing games, but it was like, okay, we, we see the whole news. And I remember meeting as a team, like after practice one day and Coach Sipe was like, just make sure you're taking care of yourself. And our athletic trainer was like, you know, these are the procedures to be able to do something if it happens and way off from what (laughs) we ended up having to do. But uh, and then we got the text, a team, a text that we needed to meet as a team the next day and go in for the team meeting. And it was like, season's canceled up until like April 1st, I think what it was. Right. And we're not allowed to meet up until April 1st or do anything. And so, uh, I was, you know, dating Mally at the time and I looked at him, I said, you want to drive to California? And we got in the car and, and drove to California up until April 1st and, yeah, on the car, this is just how quick everything had had happened in, in the car ride of our way to air, to our way on our way to Arizona or our stopping point was mm-hmm. uh, I had gotten the text saying that, you know, the season was terminated and that we will not be needed back by April 1st and to just take care of ourselves. And we needed anything that they to let them know. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, what is going on? That had to be scary. Um for sure. And you're like, you're like, is it, is, are we going to ever play again? Are we going to ever, you know, meet as a team again? And all the, all the feelings you go back and forth of feeling like, oh my gosh, what's going on? You're having a little bit of relief from school because you're not having to go in. And, mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, well, I'm scared to go to the grocery store. I'm, I'm, you know, all the normal things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think it just, it was an opportunity to stop and, and appreciate what you have in front of you and to be where your feet are. And yeah. I'm grateful that, that I took it at that, yeah. like that, and was able to have some and build some perspective out of it. Yeah. Now, and, but, and the thing is there were, there was, you know, a lot of uncertainty there for, as far as like, you know, your eligibility was concerned, you know, were you going to get the season back? Were you not? And I mean, sure. that had to be hard on the seniors like oh for sure like thinking oh wow we might be done <laughs> but of course i mean luckily ncaa came through with the rule that you know you could come back but i couldn't imagine being a senior and thinking oh, like am i done for sure um you know and i think it just goes with arkansas being a, a really awesome spot and a hidden gem our athletic our athletic director there hunter year was and he is an amazing athletic director and, and at the time he was like you know what we're gonna make it work for any seniors anyone who wants to come back we're gonna make it so this to a point where you're gonna get your scholarship or whatever you're on this year so there was guaranteed money on the table when the NCAA announced and so oh. that was the question was where will we be able to afford having the seniors we'll we be able to afford to have everyone um, back on roster and so Hunter Yurchek was just like you know what the University of Arkansas is going to make this happen for our student athletes. And I just remember seeing our seniors at the time, just being so grateful that that was able to, 
to happen for them and mm. and continue that and they played a crucial role in our in our season that year of being some some major glue pieces and so I'm just I'm grateful to have had the experience to be able to work and be close with Hunter and and Coach Seifel at the time and and they, they've just impacted my life so so heavily that I just feel so grateful for them. Right on, right on. So what was the what was your mindset like when you when you were able to come back for for that next season? You know, it was a little bit of like frustration because of all the all the rules that we had to follow and, and getting tested and all this. But you know, I at the end of the day, it changed my perspective to just be grateful where my feet are, hmm. um, to be a good person to, and I've. I am a rule follower till I, the day I die. And so, um, I just was able to be that example for the people around me to be able to just understand that this is something that isn't going to just keep me safe, but people around me safe. And, and I just, you know, worked, worked not twice as hard, but it made me think that, you know, I've got to be careful and, and to be smart with how I work and how I, um, and how I work my body. And so at the end of the day, I think it taught me how to really take care of myself and sleep and all the aspects of, of training of sleep and hydration and food and sanitary and everything that has to do with wellness. And so I, that's what I feel like has, it helped me with outside of the perspective is, is how to be just an athlete, you know? Yeah. For sure. And that, well, it, I mean, it definitely worked. I mean, <laughs> you went back to back all American selections. Was there like during that time, was there, uh, was there things you constantly worked on? Like, was it a confidence thing, you know, anything, like combo the two maybe? Um, I wouldn't say it was confidence. I'd always been, uh, I like to call it like a lion, like a lion personality of, you know, give me the bat when, when nice. things yeah. get, when things pressure arises and uh, I'm going to get it done. But Mm -hmm. I think it was actually the concept of less is more. I was a, you know, workhorse wanted to be in the cages at every second of the day. I love to hit, I love to swing, but my body was deteriorating and, and, you know, I, I needed to be available. That was what I was working on. My last two seasons was how can I be available at all times of the year and not be out for, you know, minor injuries. And so it was less is more. I, I practiced less, not, not to the point where I was taking reps off. It was, I was, uh, intentional with what I practiced. I was intentional with what I spent extra time on mm-hmm. and I was intentional about what I spent my most time on. And, and we talk about at, our, at Georgia, like your choices aren't, they're not choices. It's just the way that you, they're just the way that you behave and that you work. And, I had made the decision to not make choices to just live, uh, an elite and a professional mindset. And, and that's when my sleep got better. My nutrition got better. I prioritized hydrating and, mm. and my mentality and putting that forward in my rehabs and all that kind of stuff. And so it was really then when my career started to take off an extra boost was, you know, when I decided to take care of my body. Right. Now, Mally's into strength and condition, is he not? Like, is, Yes, yes, he is. Yeah. So that had to help a lot as well, did it? Like it had to have. 
have him sure. around. <laughs> for sure. He is a genius in the nutrition aspect. And so he, he was there when I was, you know, meal prepping and getting my, getting my meals ready for the week and understanding, you know, carbs, proteins, mm. all that kind of stuff. And so he jump started that love for the nutrition aspect, which I, we both love to cook and we both love to, to eat pretty healthy. And so he helped with that. And, um, I'm grateful that he's making dinner right now for me and, <laughs> and all those things. So that's awesome. <laughs> so looking back on your time at Arkansas, what, uh, what are some of the things that you cherish from your time there? Oh, probably not setting the personal records, but setting the team records of being able to, to be the first SCDC champs, the first SCC tournament champs and, and doing that nice. both in the same season. I, I, vividly remember each Gatorade pour that we had on Coach Seifel. <laughs> and um, th- that's what I'm going to remember. And that's what I'm going to feel is is just the excitement around and the love that we had for right on. the right. love that I had for the coaching staff. Yep. Yep. Um, and being grateful for everything that they had done and, and helped um, given me opportunities in, in my life. And, and so it's, it's, it's a great and especially university and, and, and hopefully one day I'll, I'll be back there being able to give back to, uh, the university that gave me so much. Awesome. So May 4th, you get drafted into 2022, uh, AU college draft. How special was that moment for you? It was something that I, oh gosh, it unspeakable, like mm. no words to put to it. I, had been watching the draft on my phone during, during our practice, which we were allowed to have our phones because we were videoing, we would video our swings a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I had my phone at practice and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to turn on the draft. So I (laughs) turned on the draft. Uh, (laughs) Coach Smith was like, what are you doing? Give me your up. Uh, Oh wait, I'm watching the draft. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh, I have the draft up. Like just, I, I just, you know, I have a feeling that, you know, my name might be called and I remember seeing, you know, Jocelyn being first and then like Janae, I think being maybe ahead of me or something. And, um, think Keely Rochard. And then I, the fifth pick, I was like, I remember, I vividly remember what cage I was in. I was just about to go and hit like our live arm BP. And, and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's my name. It's my name. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, Coach Stifle stops practice and she's like, Everyone, let's go outside. We're in the indoor. Mm. Um, she's like, Let's go outside. And we get out on the we get out and on the big screen, there goes my drafts, and Jasmine Jackson was able to um, which is one of my good friends now. She had like talked about my draft or whatever. And so then we watched it on our big screen in our, in our outfield. And, and so that was a special, and I was able to watch with my, all my teammates and my coaches right there. And then they all gave me a hug and, and I'm just, uh, oh, that's was, fantastic. Yeah. The ultimate high, yes. ultimate high of the day. So. That is so fantastic. Um, so you, I mean, you finally get to experience AU firsthand. You went to AUX first, correct? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. Like, the whole experience firsthand, how awesome is it? It's pretty awesome. It's no joke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, it was, it was no joke for sure. And I, 
And I say that because I, I mean, I like to challenge myself with my mentality and stuff. And so it definitely challenged, challenged my mentality, challenged where my, um, how my, how intentional I was. And, uh, but you know, meeting the people that you grew up absolutely just idolizing. Like I talk about Amanda Lorenz, Alicia Ocasio, like those people that I was able to play alongside of. And then my first week, Alicia Ocasio drafts me in, in the third round and, and, and I get to play with her and Amanda Lorenz. I mean, talk about something that I mean, just like ear to ear smiling. Like you put me wherever, Lily, like I will play wherever you want. Like you tell me what to do and, and it will, it will happen and it will get done. Oh, that's awesome. And, and so, yeah, it's pretty, and I was able to draft both of them. my my next week while I was a captain. And so, um, just, Gosh, so much fun. How how much fun was it being a captain doing the draft? Um, fun? I don't know if that's right. <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for that <laughs> answer. <laughs> um, stressful, but really um, what an opportunity for sure. Is to it, be is it difficult? Year. It, I mean, um, it's got to be difficult. There is some strategy that goes behind it, but like the strategy that I felt like was like, you just, you have to draft who's hot at that time. Mm. And you know, and I'm like still figuring out everyone's names and everyone's, you know, how everyone's doing and, and coming back. And so it was um, it was challenging, but a, a fun, challenging kind of way. That's fantastic. So you're back for this season, correct? Yes, I'm going to play AUX. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Can't wait to watch that. Yeah. I mean, exciting. yeah, I mean, I. I talk about AU so much on here that it's it's probably getting tiresome for a lot of our listeners. But I, I mean, <laughs> I just love the whole concept of it, like the whole the point system. It's just something different, and yeah, for sure. And the exposure and everything that the game is getting is just awesome. For sure. I mean, the ESPN contracts that's huge. Um, just being able to be a visualization for young athletes that you can be a professional softball player and that for me is the biggest part of it is is au gives a, a representation that is able to be viewed by young softball players and so it's it's unbeatable it's unbeatable yep for sure so give me last question before the final segment here uh what's the short-term and long-term plans look for you look like for you short-term plans um write out write out my my abilities until I can't um long term have a family be a head coach um and just and continue to give back to the game that has given me so much nice I was going to ask about the head coach so that's the uh that's the ultimate long-term goal for sure 100 yeah. head coach or bust nice nice uh, that's uh so I have so many questions about this now. <laughs> so, I mean, like, what is it about the coaching aspect that you like so much? Um, I was just thinking about this today. Uh, it's just, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't love it because I'm able to show others my knowledge. I love it to be able to uplift others knowledge, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, I absolutely love being around the girls and, and just embracing their personalities and 
and just seeing them grow. It's, it's so, it's another level of excitement when you see someone who has been not struggling on their swing, but has been working on their swing or, or doing something and it finally clicked for them. Like it, that part to me is so exciting. Like just being able to see them smiling ear to ear and knowing how much they had been probably stressing about it and putting the work in for it. And that is the rewarding aspect of it. And I mean, I, I love to scout. I love to watch softball. I love to um, talk about the game and, and share my IQ with, with our other coaches and, and learn from them. And it's just, it's a sport that you'll never not like keep growing your knowledge for. Like yeah. I feel like each year there's new style that comes out. There's new technology, there's new, there's new everything. And so there's just, it's, it keeps you on your toes, which I'm grateful for. Yeah, for sure. I think that's one, one thing of the, the coaching side of it that I think I would personally like the most is, you know, going on those trips, scouting, like, you know, mm-hmm. trying to see what the future could bring. You know what I mean? Like thinking, for sure. oh, wow. Like, look at this, look at this player right here. I, I would love to have have her on my team. You know what I mean? Like just something like for that. Sure. I, I love that yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. Anyway, for sure. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got a final segment here. I like to call player association. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw out some names to you. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you touch on them. If you have a story, funny story, let her fly. All right. First one, friend of the show, G Juarez. My bestie girl. She's my maid of honor um, at my wedding. She is. She's awesome. To me. Yeah, she is awesome. She's the best. No funny stories. There's got to be a funny G story. There's are multiple funny stories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure for the, for the podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we'll just say that she's my, she's my best friend. She gets me whenever I. Um, I need her the most, even when we're maybe not in talking as frequently, but she knows what to say and, and exactly when to say it. How happy were you to see her get that final out at the Women's College World Series? Extremely happy for her. Mm. Um, she deserves all the success and, and to feel to feel loved and to be somewhere where she was at OU, um, where she was able to grow in her career and grow in her and her ability as a pitcher. Right on. Next, I have Hannah Gamble. Oh my gosh. I was actually just texting with her today. She is, I feel like my younger sister. She is just um, someone who I know that I've been able to help in their, in their aspect of, of the game and, and not just help, but to like be her hype woman, even though she is the ultimate <laughs> Someone's got to be the hype woman for the ultimate hype woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yep. uh, and so I felt like I was that for her. And um, she is, I, when I think of her, I think of like sunshine and a smile and, and just, you know, how amazing she is as a person. Nice. Is she in her last season in Arkansas or is she, is she done? She's in her junior year. Jun- she oh, wow. She has left. two more yes. years. Wow. Yes. She's a youngster. Excellent. So geez, yeah. two more years of uh, going at her. Yeah. Uh, two more here. Okay. Amanda Lorenz. My idol. I tell her all the time, like, you know how much I watched you when I grew up? Like, <laughs> like you have no idea. And, um, and people will say like, we're similar and stuff. I just think that's the ultimate compliment. She's a, an amazing human and, 
and someone who does more than just required to help someone that's, you know, less fortunate or, un, or, or in me. Like she just, she just is, she gets it. Like she just gets it. She just is the same thing as Hannah. I just think of like, I think of like pink, bubbly, like, um, <laughs> Um, smiley faces and rainbows and uh, <laughs> unicorns like and, and everything <laughs> like there. I just feel like Amanda does not have a bad day. Like oh. that's how I feel. That's oh, we're just going to leave it at that. That's fan. That's a great way to <laughs> put yeah. Amanda. All right. Yeah. Last, but certainly not least coach Courtney Dyfel. Oh, <sighs> coach Courtney Dyfel, coach D she is, I mean, I'm smiling from ear to ear right now, just being able to get to talk about her. Like one in a one in a million kind of human, just someone who is there for you at every aspect of the of the day um, of your life. I feel like our relationship only got stronger after I uh, my final game as a Razorback. I felt like I I know her so much more, and 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 she knows me so much more following the final game and they're just there there's no words to describe the special bond that a player and a coach has and even though I wasn't a pitcher and I didn't get to spend my days with her I feel like that was what also really made me value our relationship was she made time for me I made time for her and um it was always you know how are you doing how um how's everything how's Mally how's your family like she was just always invested in me as uh, as a person and, and always asking about the things that make me, um, make me happy. And so just somebody that I'll always have and, and I'll always look up to and I'll ask her, we were at the coaches convention and I'll just pick her brain about certain things. And, and I'll, I know that she's going to give me the raw truth answer and, and I'm grateful for that. And just an amazing human that I love so much. Awesome. Can't think of a better way to end this. Oh, <laughs> Gibby, listen, I got to thank you so much for coming on. This has been awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've, I've enjoyed talking about some pretty special people and some pretty special opportunities that I've able to, um, been able to have in my life. Absolutely. Listen, best of luck at uh, Georgia this year. I'll be definitely watching you from afar here. And best of luck at AU as well. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, Gibby. Thank you. She been waiting for me through the whole night. Candle burning high on a cold night. Waiting in the dark with the low light. Got me feeling good when she hold tight. She ain't gotta do much. Ain't gotta do much. She ain't gotta do much. Ain't gotta do much. Yeah, look, I'll be frank. I ain't a ladies' man. Got no Mercedes Benz. Style's weak. Got a pasty tan. But this girl rock a fella like a Jay-Z fan. And she tell me that I'm cuter than a baby lamb. Damn, I know it's corny and shit. But look, I'm almost 40 with this. I ain't some horny kid. I need a chick I can hang with and bang with. Understand me, I ain't talking about language. We watch a movie, then we laugh about it. Uh, smoke a doobie, then we laugh about it. Uh, we argue, then we laugh about it. She got me smiling, ain't no way around it. Now she waiting for me through the whole night. Yeah. Candle burning high on a cold night. Waiting in the dark with the low light. Got me feeling good when she hold tight. She ain't got a home and do it cause she doing good. Took me to a place that nobody could. Told me what I need on a long day. A little bit of hurt goes a long way. She 
Downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902 902- 499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.